It's time. MGM Tonight, live from BetQL. Hour number two, BetMGM Tonight begins live from the BetQL studios. We're in Washington, D.C., home of the Wizards, home of the Commanders, home of P.J. Glasser, who's joining me tonight. We got Scott Lynn producing the show. Just a couple baseball games. We had a whole lot of day baseball, but the biggest story today, the Chicago Cubs stealing. They're second in a row from the Brewers. They take two or three, now just three games back in that division. Peaches O's have a two-game lead over the Rays. That's the big game tonight. The Rays and the Marlins right now scoreless. Should have bet the under in this game. Yanks up 6-1 to one on the Tigers. Nobody cares about either of those teams. And you got the Mets up 3-1 to one on the Rangers. Really quick, Peach, who wins the, who wins the West? <sighs> Rapid fire. West, Johnny, too. I'll go Seattle. You're going to go Seattle? Me, too. That's yeah. the best pitching staff in all baseball. I think they win the World Series, actually. I kind of think so, too, they're actually. Hot, they're the hottest really team, and they do. have the best staff. Let's talk about that and more right now with Johnny Venezia, number one Dylan Cease fan. We'll find out if he's still a big uh, Dylan Cease fan after this year. Uh, Johnny, one of our guys. We haven't talked since college baseball, man. Um, really quick, what what do you think ends up happening with like this entire White Sox roster? Because another year where they're an epic disaster. Last year, obviously, they they blame it on Tony Larusa, but I just that team I just thought had way too much talent to be that bad. You know, you bring up a guy like Dylan Cease, obviously Lucas Giolito gets moved. Now the Angels are probably going to let him go as well. What do you think? Like, is that a quick turnaround? Or do you think it's going to be like a full rebuild where they just move everybody this offseason? Well, what's up, guys? Great to be joined with you. Look at these two handsome guys here. This is just oh, yeah. so, this is one hell of a trio, by the way. Let's just let's get that out there real quick. It really but, is. You know, the White Sox. I knew they were in for a rough year. Uh, under eighty three and a half wins is one of the futures bets I had coming into the year. I just knew it wasn't going to be good. Uh, you could just see the writing on the wall last season, and. They were due for regression, and I think after having pretty much a fire sale this year, minus selling Dylan Cease and Eloy and Luis Robert, like it's coming pretty soon. I, I think there's probably two or three years before they're truly, really ready to compete for a, a championship or a World Series. They have some guys that they drafted that I like, but I still think it's a few years away. Dylan Cease... I wouldn't be surprised to see him get moved. It looks like mentally just Chicago is taking its toll on him. Uh, I think there's only so much that pitching coach Ethan Katz, who I do like, can do for him. I think he needs to move on elsewhere in order to take that next step and become the Cy Young winner that I picked last year that didn't win. But uh, Chicago, it's going to be it's going to be a long wait for them for sure. Johnny, what did you make of what the Angels did yesterday with all those players they put on waivers? Would you, like, if you were backing a team that's a contender and needs somebody, who would be one of those players that would interest you? I mean, honestly, CJ Crone went on the went on the injured list. I, I really like Crone. I think he's a sneaky bat that could really add a lot of pop. Giolito, to be honest, I mean, you want to take a flyer on him as like maybe a four starter in a pinch. You want to throw him in there. But there's not a lot that I love on the Angels that's really on the block right now. I thought it was idiotic that they decided to push their chips into the middle of the table and not sell Otani. 
Like, it, that was the dumbest thing you could have possibly did. Like, you're not going to the playoffs. You're not winning the World Series. And you're not getting anything for Shohei Otani. Now what happens? You let him keep playing in a dead year. He's going to have to get Tommy John. He's not going to pitch again until 2025. He lost money uh, on a potential record-setting contract in sports over the winter. And guess what? They're still letting him play. Like, okay, fine. Yeah, he can bat, and he's still being productive. But what do you gain out of that? It's idiotic. Like, not only are you done, but now you're hurting this guy potentially even more. There's nothing good that comes out of it. So I think the whole management thing, it's not good, man. And you could see how desperate they were. They're pulling every prospect up that they have. Like, Pete, you know how big I am on college baseball, right? Like, yep. they're rushing guys like Zach Nito, who I loved at Campbell, Ben Joyce, uh, Victor Medeiros from Oklahoma State. They called up Nolan Chandowell from Florida Atlantic, who was playing baseball a couple months ago. I mean, Shanowell is going to be a stud. I think he's already got a 10-game hit streak. He was second in the country in batting average behind J.J. Weatherholt. He batted 447 at FAU this year. They have some young talent, but if they don't develop it right, it's going to be the same thing as Otani and Trout. They're just not going to go anywhere. Yeah, they've been terrible. Six games below 500, three and seven in their last 10. They're done. Oakland's obviously not doing anything in the West. Who do you like out of Seattle, Houston, and Texas? Who do you think can make the deepest run out of those three teams in the American League? Seattle was my preseason World Series pick. Uh, they are my darling last year. They came up a little bit short, but I truly believe this is the year that they take the step. I wrote it up in uh, in February. I believe it is the year of the Mariners. And, you know, they always start out slow, but I know they're like secretariat. They're going to come around the turn and they're going to charge hard and they're going to be that team that just takes the league by storm. And, you know, Seattle is most definitely that team. They have a really tough stretch to close out the year. But if they can even play 500 ball, I think them winning the AOS is definitely realistic. They have seven games, I believe, to close out the year against the Rangers, three against the Strohs, all in a row. Uh, so if they win their division, they're going to get the two seed. That's really big because they get the buy and they have an opportunity to probably dethrone, I would say, Houston or Texas in the in the ALDS uh, so I'm really looking forward to it for Seattle. I think their time is now. Of all those teams in the AL, Johnny, that we know are going to make the postseason outside of the AL Central winner, so the O's, the Rays, Astros, you know, Seattle, whoever it is, what would be who would be the team that you would fade? Do you think in the postseason? I, I gotta. I mean, outside of the Twins, I, I just I didn't think the Rangers were really ready to take that next step, and I feel like it's noticeable that since Josh Young got hurt, that's when this whole spiral happened. I really think John was, was going to be the AL Rookie of the Year. I think he was going to trump Gunnar Henderson. As soon as he got hurt, that's over. But to tell you the truth, I don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back. They have just noticeably been way different. I don't know if they're pitching, especially in the back end with Chapman, in the save situations. The starting pitching, I think, even though you know guys like Montgomery have been good, you know, Scherzer, I don't know. It's not the same guy we were watching in Detroit and, and Washington. So I feel like Texas is a team that they're a little bit too soon. But rest assured, when they get my guy Wyatt Langford up, this generation's Mike Trout, this is going to be the team that you're going to have to really sweat out because they're going to have a loaded roster with an offense and a pitching staff. And I'm really looking forward to it. But Texas is the team that I'm looking to fade if it's not the Minnesota Twins. 
Moving over to the National League, the East is pretty much wrapped up. The Braves have a 13-game lead over the Phillies. Dodgers have a 14-game lead over the Giants in the West. But the NL Central, the Cubs just took two or three from the Brewers. Who do you like there? The Brewers, uh, 74 and 59, three-game lead over Chicago. Then you have the Reds, uh, six games back. Yeah, you know, I I took a ticket on the Reds when they were, I think, a game up in the NL Central. And we're, we're talking a few weeks ago to win the NL. I still think there's a case. But, you know, I was kind of a little disappointed how they fell off. That happens with youth. But they're getting Hunter Green back. Lodolo was supposed to be coming back. I, I'm not saying the Reds are, are done to win the NL, but I think they're done to win the NL Central. Uh, I, I still think Milwaukee's probably the side here. But given a, a good number for Chicago, I would take them. Chicago's got a lot of young players that I'm a big fan of. And, and PJ, you know this all too well. I think they're going to call up my boy Cade Horton from Oklahoma. He's absolutely dotting in double A. Yeah. Uh, I was giving out Cade Horton picks all summer last year. He's the real deal, bro. And I hope I hope Cade Horton gets called up in September because if he's on the opening day roster next year, him along with probably Paul Skeens, I'm betting for NL Rookie of the Year, Cade Horton is a difference maker. That kid is going to be a superstar. Mr. Horton, here's a who. Cade Horton here's I love him. That's an Oklahoma legend right there. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, really quick. So, do you, like, let's say the Brewers win the NL Central, and maybe the Cubs miss out. Maybe they're a wild card team. Would you trust a team like Milwaukee to make a run? I just don't love the lineup. I mean, you have Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. I know Freddie Peralta is not what he was, you know, the last couple of years. Um, good bullpen. Craig Council, a very underrated, good manager. Would you trust them to make a run, though? No. I wouldn't. I mean, yeah. listen, you have the pitching, but how many times have we seen it in the past? Like, yeah, they, they had Corbin Burns at his peak, Brandon Woodruff when he was when he was an all-star, Freddie Peralta when he was a little bit better, but they do not have the lineup, as you alluded to. Like, I don't know what happened to Christian Yelich, the guy who was uh, looked right. like he was going to be the best hitter of, of this generation after winning an MVP. It's just it's not impressive to me. And I, I don't think Milwaukee's got the horses in the lineup to consistently contend with a Los Angeles Dodgers or an Atlanta Braves or a Philadelphia Philly. So I, I think they're probably going to be one of the first teams that I would likely see out in uh, the NL playoff race. I do not think they make a deep run. How close are the Braves and Dodgers in your eyes? Like, it, one day do you wake yeah. up and you're like, the Braves are the best team in the NL, and then the next day are you like, the Dodgers are the best team in the NL? Or is it like consistently Braves for you? You know, this is tough because the Dodgers, uh, look how they were really shaky at, at the beginning part of the year, right? They were Arizona was leading. The, they looked like Arizona was going to run away with the NL West yeah. and possibly be the two seed. Now, you know, LA decided to start playing baseball, and look how easy it is for them. It's effortless. But, I mean, Atlanta's been there all year, man. Atlanta's been that team for the entire season. They have the pitching coming back with Max Freed. Strider looks like, you know, he really might win the Cy Young despite, you know, the ERA fluff and all that. But, uh, again, Atlanta, they have a guy who it wouldn't surprise me to see them call him up, and that's Hurston Waldrop from Florida. They stole him in the draft this year. He was an absolute stud. He's got an elite X-factor pitch in that split change. So if he got called up and he starts dotting the way he could, that's the X-factor, man. I do think Atlanta is the team to beat in the NL right now uh, with a slight, slight nod over the Dodgers. Johnny, who's been the most disappointing team in your eyes in baseball this season? Because there are a lot of good candidates. You have both the teams in New York, the Padres. Yankees and the Mets, the Padres, the Cardinals. Like, who's the team that you just like, man, I can't believe this team is as bad as they are? 
Well, I'll be honest with you. The Yankees and the Mets aren't a disappointment for me personally because I expect them to be bad. I, I the Met, I'll be honest with you. When Edwin Diaz went down in the World Baseball Classic, I knew their season was over. Mm-hmm. I, I said they're done. They're not. They're not making any run. Which is how important Diaz was last year. The Yankees, I had no hopes for. I thought the Yankees had a couple good players, obviously with Cole and Judge, and you know maybe some ancillary guys that step up. So I didn't expect it there. It's definitely between the Padres and the Cardinals for me. I, I mean, the Cardinals really, you know, this is a team that had a good shot to to contend for another NL Central title. Uh, and you look at the Padres, who were so close to making the World Series. They have a loaded roster. Like, San Diego really has no excuses. Because unlike St. Louis, San Diego's got some legit arms. Yeah. I, I really just don't understand it. I think the Padres are, are probably the biggest disappointment. They're most likely not making the playoffs, barring something miraculous. So that's going to go down as one of like the biggest letdowns, I think, of 2023. We went on the air last night, and Mookie Betts was the favorite for National League MVP. Now Acuna, once again, the favorite. He's minus 150. Betts is minus 105, so about even money. And then you go all the way down to Freddie Freeman at 13-1. to 1. Who should be the National League MVP this season? Ronald Acuna. Uh, I, I like how Mookie Betts took the lead from him as the favorite after that big game, and then Acuna goes 4-5. for five. What a tater. <laughs> it's, it's like that Jordan, and I took it personally. Uh, <laughs> listen, Mookie Betts is having an unreal year. He's an MVP nine times out of ten. But the fact is, you know, Ronald Acuna has been the guy all year. He's one home run away from being 30 home runs, 60, 60 stolen bases. And, and Acuna might get 70. And it wouldn't be surprising if he gets 35 home runs. Batting 330. I know people are going to say, yeah, Betts has got more home runs. He's got more RBIs. His OPS right now is better. People are obsessed with war. PJ, you know, I can't stand it. I think yeah. it's a made-up stat like ESPN made-up QBR. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I, like people want to throw all these saber metrics and analytics and all that crap out there. It, it doesn't mean anything to me. I feel like Betts has been great, but as of right now, it's hard to sit there and say 60 stolen bases compared to like Mookie Betts' 10 is not a big X factor. If Acuna had started come on late the way Betts has, and, you know, Betts has been great all year, but he's turned it on the last two months, then I would say probably Betts is still the guy. But at the end of the day, like, it's been Acuna since day one. We can't just all of a sudden say, oh, Betts has really gotten scorching hot like the human torch in the last six weeks. So we're going to give it to him. Me personally, I, I don't see it that way. I think Raj has just been unreal this year. He deserves the NL MVP. Johnny, thanks so much, man. Uh, we'll have to get, on, get you on again soon for the postseason. Yeah, appreciate it, Johnny. Really good stuff. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, have, a, have a good weekend. And uh, tell you what, man. Let's go Seattle Mariners, baby. Luis Castillo, A.L. Cy Young. It's all happening. It's all happening before our very eyes. Yeah. Mr. Mariners. I, I think the Mariners yeah, are about yeah, to go I, think on the Mariners I mean, they are going good. on a run. That's Johnny yeah. Venezia. Give him a follow on Twitter, underscore Johnny VTV. Really good stuff right there. Um, yeah, man, like that's usually what I'm looking at if I'm going to play some futures late in the season. A couple years ago, it was the Washington Nationals yeah. with the pitching that just they got just, hot at the right time. They just feel like this year's Phillies, right? This year's Nats. Like, it just it does. I'm with you. And we were talking about this last night. Maybe they are going to have a shot at Otani. They don't need pitching, so if he can't pitch next year, he spent the last two off seasons there. He brought it up at the All-Star game. The team's loaded. Man, it's going to get fun. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back. Better Jim tonight. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser.